Howdy there folks and welcome to The Random Men, where two experts in nothing talk about everything. Having a sibling can be a blessing or a curse, depending on your age, social ambition, or just plain attitude about that situation. History shows that most cultures prosper through larger family units, so most people throughout history have been brothers or sisters. And for better or worse, as the saying goes, you can't pick your family. So gather up those hand-me-downs, because today, two random men discuss siblings. So it's no secret that brothers can do some, pull some dick moves on each other, right? <laughs> I think every sibling out there has done some pretty questionable things to the other sibling. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm going to tell a story that you know. And I told you a couple years ago, and when you found out, you were like, for real, bro? For real? And so in high school, I, I'm not proud of this, but I was heading home from a party and saw a friend driving by and decided, ah, I'm going to head back to the party. So I've busted a Yui and mm-hmm. ended up uh, clipping a telephone pole and denting the hell out of the front of my truck. <laughs> Needless to say, I, I didn't. Go back to the party. I panicked and drove back home. <laughs> I'm in high school. Uh, parked the truck a little bit down the ways where I knew Dad left early, but he wouldn't see the front of my truck. Wow. You strategically placed it. Strategically placed it, yes. So, I knew you were having car trouble. Oh, actually, I just graduated. That's what happened. Because I had just graduated, so I didn't have to be at school. Yeah. You did. And we're having car trouble, and I knew that. And this is where the dick move comes into play. You come in in the morning and ask me if you could borrow my truck to go to school. And I say, sure, throw you the keys, knowing full well what the front of that truck looked like. I played right into your plan. You didn't I? walk around the front. You just went and got in it and drove to school. I waited till you got home mm-hmm. and then went outside and had a big to-do about what the hell happened in the front of my truck. You come out, mom comes out, dad comes outside. Like, what? Oh, wow. That's a big old dent in the front of this truck. And I'm like, Keith, what... I- what happened? And, man, I'm sorry. The look in your eye where you're just like, I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. I'm so sorry. I didn't run into anything. I'm like, no, 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 no. It kind of looks like somebody backed into you. Uh, it kind of looks like a work truck or something might have just backed into you. Where were you parked? And like, I was just parked in the parking lot, you know? Oh. I was have to figure it out. Dad was why. I mean, he was standing there looking at it like, hmm. And it looks at me, looks at the truck, you know? Not a fool. I was totally your scapegoat on this. Like, yes, I didn't tell you till ten years later. Oh uh, yeah, I felt because you're like so bad. You're like, about dude, it. I will pay for the truck, and I'm like, no, 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 it's okay, man. Like, don't worry about it. Accidents happen. Yeah, I felt <laughs> so bad about it. Now, at least you, I guess the the silver lining here is at least you were like, oh no, man, it probably, it probably wasn't your fault. Like, it, surely somebody else did it, I'm not like, you. No, Dad, Keith is responsible. You're you're, you're the victim here, man. <laughs> like, you're the victim. Yeah, so at least give me that. You, yeah, I remember you felt so me. bad that it just it <laughs> broke my heart. But I was like, I'm not, I'm not going down for this. And you got out. I mean, it, there was no repercussions for you other yeah, than guilt. No. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's the yeah. I felt bad. Such guilt. Yeah. Oh, I just showed. I just showed my true ass. Now that was that was 17 year old Kenny. Mm. Not the same cat I am today. I'm more chivalrous than that. Like I said a minute ago. I <laughs> I think every every person that has a sibling has done some pretty questionable, shitty things to the other one through, 
out there all growing up. And uh, so when we were talking about doing this whole episode as one about siblings and how everything, you know, works out, you know, I will say this, even though we've done some questionable things to each other over the years, I'm glad that we're a set of siblings that, hey, that, that we are close. You're my best friend, dude. Because. Don't mean to make it squishy, but. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um. Because, uh, yeah, I know there, there's a lot of people out there that they don't see eye to eye with their siblings. Or, say, if they have a a sibling or two or three siblings, you know, maybe certain ones are closer than the other ones. Or, you know, however the mix wants to go yeah. down. Um, I do think there's a whole lot of stuff that pretty much every sibling, one way or another, understands certain things. If that makes sense? How so? So. Like unspoken rules and... and- yeah, and, you know... Mannerisms and way of talking and connecting, and it doesn't not, have to be a twin thing, but... No, not, no, not at all, and I'm not gonna... I'm not knocking anybody that does or does not have a sibling. If your sibling is male, female, older, younger, or if you're just a single child, or an only child, because there's actually some things later on uh, that I wanted to point out about only children, how how they do. So we're going to try to kind of might hit. have some things to kind of contest that. Yeah, because... we're going to try to kind of hit around on a whole bunch of different stuff uh, as far as siblings go. And, of course, me and you, we're brothers. Two brothers. We don't have another sibling. We're only two years apart. Yeah, two, just, I think that makes over, a big difference, just too, over two, two years. years, which is not... Just close enough. Just close enough. <laughs> I think that's what most people try to shoot for is about that two-year gap. Yeah. Sometimes things happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, we're going to... We're going to roll through this with our kind of outlook. We don't have a sister. On what we know for sure, as far as two, like I said, two brothers. Just us growing up. But you um, make dick moves like but, blaming your brother for wrecking your truck. But I do know that there's a lot of other people that have uh, some other stuff. And I, hey, there's some factoids and some things I want to hit on later that uh, some people will be like, oh, yeah, cool. But anyway, we're just going to give our, our own kind of gist on it, right? Absolutely. Um, speaking to the thing about, it's not, we never... Well, we did have a rivalry. We'll get into that in a minute. But there's a study that shows, and I'm just bringing this up because of the uh, how there can be child animosity. Mm-hmm. That siblings who are between the ages of three and seven are involved in fights three and a half times an hour. Yeah. Now compare that to a single child. You can kind of see where. <laughs> yeah. Me and you, it was more of a fun thing. There was no victim. But it was almost more of like, can I get away with blaming <laughs> Keith for this? I wonder what it would have been like with a third brother. If we'd have had a scapegoat, Dewey, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have named Dewey. <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was imagining our littler brother would be. Oh. Yeah, Kenny, Keith, and Dewey. And Dewey. That, that's what mom and dad would have named him. Yeah. Dewayne. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I had heard this story about... It was a older sibling telling the story about him and his younger sibling, and they both ended up getting the same toy, okay? Because we went through that. Oh, yeah. I had a proton pack. You had to have a proton pack. I just clipped the mic. Yeah. Uh, If I had A, you had to have A, too. It couldn't be an A and a B, and it was like, well, they're sh- they'll share it. No, they no, won't. Anybody no with sharing. kids knows nope. there is no... Nope. Ah, well, we'll get one. This yeah. race car and the other one, this driver, and they'll share them together. Yeah. That shit don't play. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, I think mom and dad did wise up later on in life. Uh, well, must say later on in our lives, um, where they were like, "Hey, well, I'll buy you a Ninja Turtle, and I'll buy him a 
different Ninja Turtle, and y'all can take turns, which wasn't necessarily a bad out. thing. Um, sometimes it worked out, sometimes not so uh, much. One wasn't more OP than the other, though. But still, um, this the story I was telling you about, it was something I, I saw on Reddit one time. I wish I could remember who it was that posted. Anyway. They're relevant. They both had the same toy. It was a Batman toy. Okay? And it wasn't by any means a high-end one, but it was one that had a cloth cape. Okay? Oh, I loved that. That was 89 well, Batman. The younger brother lost his cape off his Batman <laughs> and immediately went to the older brother and blamed him for stealing it. Okay. Okay. Mom gets involved, comes in, starts giving the older brother shit about it, saying, well, how could you steal your brother's, you know, his cape or whatever? He's like, no, I didn't steal it. Like, he just lost it. And the mom was totally not listening to the older brother was like, nope, you need to give him yours give him your cape off your day and because you did this as punishment you can't play with your batman toy now what the hell kind of fascist regime is that so the mom walks away and the younger brother goes i got my stuff runs off comes back shortly afterwards and goes hey brother and actually apologizes and goes i found my cape (gasps) did the little brother confess. The little brother confessed and said, I'm sorry, I found my cape now. You didn't have it. And apologized. So it's like, okay, this is a good end of the story. Like, yay, oh, happy no, ending. That can't be the end of the story. Nope, absolutely not. I want to hear about the mom. So then the oldest brother is like, I've gotten blamed for something I didn't do. What am I going to do now? I'm going to go back to mom and go, look, mom, here's what happened. He found his cape. I didn't steal it. Redemption arc. Then the older brother. Sibling got in trouble for tattletelling. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I dude. use the term horse shit a lot. <laughs> damn. Wow. Well, that was pretty rough. I'm the, I'm, I'm the younger sibling. And Their I'm mom sounds that's like rough. a Nazi. Yeah, that's that's rough, man. What I was thinking was going to happen in that story was pull the cape off the Batman that's 100% and say, then it's no cape Batman from now on for everybody. That's equal. That's fair. That's, yeah, that actually probably would have been a more logical thing to do, I guess. Like, no cape Batman. Everybody's Batman Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't think it's... How do I say this? I don't think it's necessarily fair in any order you are. Because there's always going to be, he got it better than I did, or this was better. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, a, the, an older sibling versus a middle sibling versus a younger sibling... There's always going to be those pros and cons, I guess you'd say. Think about everybody we know that has sisters and they say that the sister could do the same thing that they did. Mm -hmm. And the consequences, especially from the father figure, wouldn't be near as dire as they were. Okay. So, okay, you said that. Let's just hit on some of the older sibling things just really fast. Treated different. You know, fall off the bike and scrape the knee. There's a coddling and there's a suck Mm -hmm. it up for the other. Yeah. And I think it's a, but the older sibling, the first one to do it, there's a lot of times that the older sibling does it and it's either this great praise thing or it's amazing they did it. Or it could even be like, oh, I can't believe you failed at that. Like, I mean, sorry, not to try to go totally negative, but like. Oh, there's going to be some negative shit in there. Um, But then you get to the other siblings and the same thing happens. They're like, oh, yeah, okay, your brother already did that. Like, "Eh, all right. Speaking as an older sibling, and I don't think I've ever really picked your brain about this at all, but I mean, there is a pressure 
to succeed. And I don't know, is that pressure the same for being a younger sibling? Or do I you kind of see like... The same but different. Statistics say, too, that the older sibling usually is more successful. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. And that's kind of where the, uh, success the math points... in your idea of... What somebody would... Makes more money, probably has a higher education. Bigger house, yeah. You know, that Which ain't thing. always yeah, more yeah. successful because I will take living in the woods in a shack, happy fishing every day. Versus having a bajillion dollars in a giant house, yeah. Yeah, yeah and crippling debt and all that crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as an older sibling, there is that underlying uh, line that you have to meet, I think. And, and it's not necessarily, maybe not the parents putting it on you, but on yourself. Like, there's so many people watching me... Um, what am I doing with my life? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's because the older sibling is the only one that's been there by themselves for any length of time. Whether it be, you know, a year or two, five years, you know, ten years, you know, whatever the case yeah. may be. But they're the only ones that have had that opportunity to be there by themselves. And then they are the first ones experiencing everything. So they want to, first off, they want to succeed. Second off... They kind of, okay, let's just break it down right now. Call it what I'm it not going to get offended by you saying anything that might be negative towards a younger one, as long as you don't get offended by me saying anything. I think we're, it. okay. Yeah, we're, we're beyond that. Yeah. So I think a lot of that is then the older sibling kind of needing that like reassurance. Like I, I did good. Like I, I did good. Look everybody, right? I did good. Yeah, I yeah. did it. I did it. Hands in the air. You got the yeah. medal. You, you earned it. Yeah, you're the first one to do it. Like hey. Whether it was going to college or getting a good job mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. being mm -hmm. married with a family. Oh, look how happy Bob is. When yeah. are you going to be like Bob? <laughs> I, I felt a little bit of that kind of pressure. Like when you would do certain things and then me coming into it and be like, oh, do I need to go in that same like step for step for you? Do I need to mm -hmm. surpass you? Uh yeah, see, like, I didn't have anything to prove other than to myself and to everybody watching me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was it, did you have that I need to prove it to myself that I can be as good or better? There were certain things that, yeah, I kind of had that feel like, oh, I think I could be better than what he was doing. But there was a whole lot of stuff, too, that I did. I was like, ah, I'm into things that are totally different. Like, I don't really... I think the only one that really hit both of us was we were both, you know, doing football, powerlifting and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the summer after my freshman year, so that would have been your junior year, me going into sophomore, you going to senior, I went and spent that like entire summer hanging out with you and your buddies. Right. Uh, which I know part of that kind of drove you crazy because it's like my younger brother's hanging out with all my friends, but. For whatever reason, I got along with all of y'all better than I did. I'm sure I was point. a bit prickish, but I think by that time we'd moved more <laughs> into where we got cool again. Because there was a time when we were little, we were best friends. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, that junior high time. Yeah, you went to junior high. I was still in elementary. Was when I didn't want you around. Mm -hmm. But you were still had come up with all of me and my friends. So they're all still going, well, Keith can hang out with us. And I'm like, no, I don't want my little brother tailing us everywhere. Go to the movies with us and go into dances with us. But, you know, in that, that middle... That junior high area or between sixth and ninth grade, I don't think it was so much me hating on you. I hated on myself too. I didn't want to, I didn't like anybody. I don't think I didn't anybody like myself. knows what was going like, on in middle school. And Jesus then to Christ. have a little brother tagging along that everybody <laughs> is cool with was just like a 
nails on a chalkboard. Yeah, like I said, who going through middle school has any clue what's going on in the oh, world? Like, I think yeah, everybody yeah. is yeah. in a bad place. But yeah. yeah, getting back to it. So you started working out with us. <laughs> yeah. And you got to, you through leaps and bounds gained, especially in powerlifting. Yeah, because I was working out with guys that were way older, knew the techniques, knew what was going on. Yeah, we could yeah. show you a lot yeah. of things that time and, and messing up prevented injuries, mm-hmm. things of that nature. We could show you tips and techniques and tricks and you know, this is how much you need to eat. This is what, what you need to be consuming. This is how much you need to lift. These are the sets you need to do, all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. There are people out here listening right now. They're like, I don't care at all about weightlifting. <laughs> but, we're, no, but we're talking about just... We have a point. <laughs> when, when an older brother or sister takes you under their wing, whether it, it, could, have been, it could be working on cars. Mm-hmm. It could be anything. It could be art. It could be, say, you have a older brother or sister that are that's into art and you like art too whether it be painting or anything like that. And they start yeah. taking you and showing you things and expanding your mind. Music is a great example of that. Yeah. Uh, finish the story right quick. And I got a couple, I got two or three points, if you don't mind me. Sorry, I ate a on you. And just went, yeah, but oh. no, you're right. And I think a lot of people listening are probably thinking the same thing. But yeah, I, I got I got a point I'm going to make. applicable here, to all so. this. But yeah, so we'll finish the story right quick. The, the um, taking under the wing, you got to hang out with us. Mm-hmm. You were hanging out with older classmen mm-hmm. and by far, leaps and you came up and broke my records. Yeah, faster than I was able to attain yeah, them. You had high school records that you had broke ones that had been there for a while, and then two years later, I came in and I was the one that broke it. Now, how much of that records. was sibling rivalry, and how much of that was just your natural ambition? You know, to kick I, it in the butt. I think, if nothing else, I have to give it props to our coaches because they knew how to work us <laughs> it made us work out together which yeah. to me was like oh come on don't make me work out it made you feel sophomore kind of degrading and, and it made me feel like i was trying to climb everest we both fought harder because we didn't want to be embarrassed by the other one yeah but it felt like, like i said two different things like you were sitting here like i have my own pride that i have to take care of or me i'm sitting there like they're telling me I can't climb this mountain, but I'm gonna, you know, yeah. so it was like, it's too I different. had everything to lose respect wise in my mind. Not really. I was the only one that cared about it, but you yeah. had everything to gain in your mind as far as who could, when they'd make us wrestle each other and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Like that's, you're making brothers fight <laughs> weekly Yeah, in front of a room full of people. They knew we were both competitive. And so, yeah, but and I, you know what props though, like you said, now looking back on it, it made us better people. It did. It really did. Like, of course, we took it the right way. So, you know, again, some siblings, it doesn't work out so well, you know, with uh, that whole balance back and forth. And, you know, especially getting thrown into similar situations and then somebody comparing them with each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really pretty toxic if you think about it. <laughs> that's not a good way to, good yeah. way to do it. <laughs> but uh, so one of the things I was going to bring up was one of the things about the older sibling is people tend to think that the older sibling is just naturally going to teach the younger siblings things. Not always the case. Fair, unfair, however you want to look at it. Like, it's not necessarily the sibling's job to teach them (laughs) these things, but you do get some really cool things because, like me, I know when you started getting into different, like, genres of music that you liked, Mm Mm-hmm. 
I I had no idea what any of this stuff was. Like, I mean, I'm I'm not even gonna lie, dude. Like at that point, like I knew some classic country and Disney songs. That was about it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you came in, and I remember one day, like, you know, going in your room and you were listening to, like Metallica and Pantera and stuff like that. I was like, what is this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I think that was one of those cool things. Like, taught me. Yeah, kind of before that, you're even if your parents are into cool hip hip shit, right? You're still at the mercy of whatever stuff. Wow. That's hip. Okay. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. You're kind of at the mercy of whatever they've shown you, you know? Yeah. And they're not yeah. going through, especially as a sibling where you're closer in age to the kind of angst you're going through, heartbreak, um, emotional things that you're dealing with mm-hmm. as close mm-hmm. as a sibling would be. So when you find, and that's what music is, I believe, you know, it, oh, yeah. it's a nerve. Uh, yeah. When you have a sibling, then kind of show you like, Hey, come in here check this out. And uh, here's some records. Here's some here's some some things I think might speak to you, little bro, little this sis. This is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Check this out. Check yeah. this out. Yeah, and, absolutely. And I think it's uh, really bonding too. When oh, you can just hang out sure. in quiet, like me and you, as much as we would have animosity towards each other, and we didn't fight like cats and dogs, but siblings have animosity. But mm-hmm. you could just sit in a room quiet and listen to an album together. Yeah. Oh, buddy, yeah. that's like some. Then you get up and just kind of fist bump, boom. Let's go out and kick today's ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree. And aren't, aren't you glad we grew up in a time? Because in a society, uh, uh, before this, throughout history, is just a history of, like, fact, fratricide. Of just siblings murdering siblings. Especially when you got to, well, not everybody, but... Historically, siblings have this, not been good to each other. When power comes into play. Yes. Now, I'm not saying you two grew up on a farm in the 1600s, and it's like, I'm going to kill Jebediah, you know? But uh, when, when you look at Cleopatra and Ptolemy, uh, Commodus and Lucilla, uh, Prince John King Richard, who didn't kill each other, but, you know... Still had issues, Anytime yeah, yeah, siblings... Yeah. I think I'm shifting the zone here. Have to buy what we're talking about. But anytime there's power or land involved... and this is where I'm talking about it applicable today because you see people come out of the woodworks when somebody dies, a patriarch of the family. Mm-hmm. Siblings can get real, real nasty, real, real quick with each other. That is true. About who gets what. And my point in this being, I know I kind of shifted on a dime here, but throughout history, that was the way it was. Well, yeah, because if you were gonna, if you were gonna be in power, you had to take the power. Yeah, because nobody had one or two. Oh, yeah. Most of them were trying to have as many as possible. King Mehmed, who was uh, the king of the Ottoman Empire, that was the one that actually took Constantinople. Okay. He had all 19 of his brothers and half-brothers murdered. 19! Oh! Like, within a week or two of each other, when he came to power, because he was like, oh, everybody's going to be coming for it. Was he the oldest? Take them all out. Um... Of them? That matter, I can't remember I guess, if he uh, was the oldest. He was definitely up there in the... Either way, he was the one that took over and was like... He was the immediate one there that took over. And first, yeah, 19. first order is take out everybody else. Everybody. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I've heard plenty of these stories through, you know, historical facts yeah. where siblings did not... Did I know not I do good. some history dives. You do some too on this show. We're not going to get too much <laughs> into that. But just, it's no secret... And we have to touch on it when talking about siblings, so we won't spend a lot of time on it. Siblings fight. But yeah. any time hierarchy, uh, crowns were on the line, mm-hmm. 
be damn sure, and this goes back before Rome, anytime there was a crown on the line, you better be worried about your brother. Yeah. And, yeah. Some, and even yeah. your sister sometimes. Because your sister would want their son to be the king, and then they would be in the ear. So there was multiple emperors murdered over that. I mean, it's just like having a brother and a sister when you were an emperor or a king or a czar or a sultan was not a good thing. Yeah. So just think about that. Well, I can honestly say, as far as everybody I know that has a sibling, I really actually feel like me and you have fought less than just about any of the other ones. Me and you, we had our, yeah, like we said earlier, we had a... Tussles? Our, our stint there for, you know, a couple of years where things weren't ideal, <laughs> I guess. But for the most part, we've been pretty yeah. much with each other and, and, you know, running and gunning and everything, you know, was great. I know a lot of other people, like I said, either they don't have a close relationship with their siblings or it's only like one or two out of a group uh, that they do. Uh, I know there's a lot of other things where they talk about, like, the firstborn. For whatever reason, they always say the firstborn, they assume that they're going to take up the mantle of the leader of the family and do all this kind of stuff. And it's kind of like, I guess it's, is it kind of instilled? Like, did you ever feel that like growing up that like you, since you're the oldest, you're going to have to take over. I one think day. it's subconscious. Really? Like it's nothing you know, that it I, I thought about growing up. It's something that was taught to me. Or maybe you was... kind of think like natural leadership needs to come from you. You, I mean, you're the firstborn. Uh, you should, especially being the oldest, and I'm not saying just the oldest sibling, but the oldest that was usually around a group of friends and family who also had kids, cousins, and all all of that. Oh, yeah. I you was were the, the oldest, oldest of, yeah, child that's true. Ooh, yeah. in charge of all the other children. That's very true. Yeah. I was the oldest in the, you know, so I naturally had to take leadership over... You were the big kid at the kid table. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well put. <laughs> I was the biggest fish in the small pond. So I had to instill law and order in how shit was going to go, or it was chaos, and I was getting blamed for, what's going on? Why is Susie crying? Why is Billy saying this kid yeah, took the people, toy? You know, yeah, it's people like, come to you, you like, hey, and it's why not is anything. <laughs> it's not anything like it was. It's supposed to be my charge to take care of this. It's just the natural reaction of anybody. Think about it if you're listening now and have children. Who do you go to first for answers when shit goes wrong with the children? The oldest child that's around there. Because they can articulate it's what's going on. They can talk about things. They saw it. They're going to explain it to you. They're yeah. usually the most trustworthy. It's like, what? It's <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, it's not like you put them in charge of the young ones. But you go to them for the answers. They're the warden of crazy prison. Of <laughs> children in the true. backyard. Yeah, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's, it's kind of, like I said, subconsciously just you adapt to it. Of like, well, I'm always going to need to have answers for everyone around me. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes As sense. an older child. You, so you start dictating more. And like when the project planning comes up or you're in a group of people in school and like you can always tell the older siblings because they kind of take charge naturally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Younger children tend to be the wild cards. Yep. Because they're fighting for attention. So Whereas, they're little daredevils. Hey, we don't have a middle sibling, um, but I do know that uh, through some research that middle siblings are usually the ones that are like, I'm going to do my own thing. Like, I will I will keep the peace between all of you guys, but at the same time, I kind of got my own thing I'm doing, so y'all do whatever. I like how you put that Which, about keeping the peace, because they seem to be a little more Freudian, and they kind of... Yeah. 
they they're 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 the connective tissue between everybody. And don't they don't they say usually that they're more the caretaker? The middle child from what the research again, we we don't have a middle in our group, but uh they tend to be more resilient, independent. Uh they're also more willing to compromise, but they're also more diplomatic and they tend to be the ones that are the most trustworthy. The middle child. Uh, they're the ones that typically you can call on them for anything. Which kind of makes sense because, I mean, through most of their life, yeah, they, they're the middle one. They have to deal with all that stuff from both sides. Oh, do you think it's because they don't have the extremes of both sides of it? They can they can live in a lukewarm or they bond? Or they have to deal with the extremes of both sides. Like, it's kind of... Oh, they're catching it from both sides. Yeah, so they're ah. having to deal with everything. So, I, like, I know... Uh, Actually, a couple different groups of friends of mine smart. that are, I don't know about that. Actually, they say the older sibling is the one that typically has the highest IQ. I know. I'm just giving you that. <laughs> We're going to that in a second. Don't you go anywhere with that. Hold on. Let me finish my my thought first. There's a strategic pat um, on the back. <laughs> so, you good. <laughs> I know every group of siblings that I know that either are three or more, the one, two, or three kids that are the middle ones, not the oldest, not the youngest, yeah, they're the ones that tend to actually be more reliable and understand things a lot better. They're the ones taking care of the parents, doing that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, tend to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, the ones you call when stuff goes wrong. Seemingly have their stuff together, but not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not the most successful, but always around, and you can always count on them. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like I said, uh, the oldest, yeah, they tend to be, they say the IQ is tends to be a little higher with the oldest, and they tend to be the ones that are more successful, but they're also the ones that tend to look for appreciation. They look to uh, to make people happy. They They strive... To make their make their actions known. They have self worth issues. Yeah, like they're like, I, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. Whereas the youngest ones tend to go, fuck it, everybody else has already done it, so what does it matter anymore? That's why the youngest tend to end up being the ones that are more like risk takers. Right. But well, one of the things about being a younger one that has always drove me crazy is a lot of times as the younger sibling kind of get that feeling like is anybody actually listening to what i'm saying uh yeah and, uh, and, and there's a scientific thought to that i've noticed that through the years with you you know what i mean like where you'll as you've I've just interrupted me yeah yeah okay yeah well, there was a pause yeah. in your speech <laughs> <laughs> you still proved it perfectly <laughs> i was just saying i seen it i'm agreeing with you dude <laughs> okay i'm proceed <laughs> anyway, uh, the theory is that when you say, say you sit down at a table, let's say hypothetically this one is our kitchen table. Yeah, mom and dad, me and you. Okay, you're right. a little bit older than me. Well, when a conversation goes around the table, we get three people that are, say, let's say you're, you're 15, I'm 13. Okay. Okay. The conversation you might bring up might be a little bit more adult-oriented than the conversation that I might bring up. So, of course, our parents are going to latch on to that conversation a little faster than what they would latch on to a more 
younger juvenile uh, type discussion. So then you have three people sitting at a table all in a conversation together. And the one that's left out has no idea what's going on (laughs) because they have never lived it. They don't know what it is. So there is that scientific thought that like, oh yeah, that it makes that makes sense. No, that really does. (laughs) And I think there's certain things that older and younger siblings kind of go back and forth on. Like, I think I said earlier where people expect the older one to teach the younger one. But then the flip side of that is then they expect the younger one to already know the stuff that the elder sibling knows. Would you think like potty training? So there was one, uh, I, I got some facts off of a website that I actually do read a lot into that they have some really cool stuff. It's called a uh, fact or I'm sorry, fact retriever.com fact retriever. And they had some really cool stuff. I, need I, was, some of that I was reading a lot of their stuff, but there was one that I had to call bullshit on. And that was that the oldest is always going to be the one that walks and talks at an earlier age than the younger siblings. Is the thought that the parents pay more, give more attention to the older sibling? I guess so, but I know with us, you started walking at X age. I started walking a little sooner because I had seen you. You had kind of helped me a little bit, you know. Yeah. Um, you were a toddler, you know, and I was a baby. Uh, the talking thing, mom always joked about that I knew how to talk. I could talk. I just didn't because you talked for me. Yes, and I have seen that play out in many siblings where the younger one absolutely can talk and hold a conversation, but just doesn't because the older one talks for them. I know with the twins at their age, they're probably, Mm -hmm. they're already going through some of that where one of them will talk more for the other one. Yes. And be like, sissy needs this, (laughs) you know, or whatever. Yeah. Murphy will give an entire conversation about what's going on. And then Frankie will walk up and just go, that's yeah. What she said. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, yeah uh, yeah but no I, I don't agree with that and i also know <laughs> this is uh, i guess it shouldn't be embarrassing to say but um mom and dad always talked about potty training that they didn't even potty train me you did because yeah. every time you went to the bathroom you would take me with you i think that's also as close as we were like in age mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. that that plays a factor if you've got a six seven year gap that that's gonna hold no weight True. But being Richard. two years apart, yeah, it was close enough that yeah, yeah. I th- no, I think I think that that totally holds water that because said, you're going to spend more time with your sibling than you are with anybody else in your life. Yeah, through uh, your developmental stage, even as attentive as a parent can be, they still can't be there like a brother or a sister who are around you a hundred percent of the time mm-hmm. until you start going to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even then, uh, a younger sibling is going to look forward to the older sibling coming home from school. Yes. And want to engage with them and be a part of whatever's going on. Uh, I also remember, like, us sitting around playing as kids. We sit there. You would always have, like, the action figures. You had uh, our Ninja Turtles, our Ghostbusters, our Power Rangers, uh, you know, all the different action figures, quote unquote. Where I would be sitting there with Legos, and I would take the Legos, and I would build up, like, some kind of bad guy, robot, or whatever, and you would concoct this whole story 
that we're going to go through with all this. And so, in a way, I'm kind of reacting to what you're coming up with. And, of course, I wanted to be a part of it. So, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do my best, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, I put all those things together. And, like I said, we'd usually typically fight where it would be, like I said, your action figures versus my Lego robot. And that would be, like, our day of play. Make sense? Yes. And so, you, there you go. You have the leadership role where you're taking charge of the story and telling us what's going on. And I'm just creating along with you because I want to be a part of it. So at the end of the day, that ends up going back to one of the big stereotypes where the older sibling is the more in charge, going to take take the leadership role, whereas the younger tends to be more creative um, and kind of thinking outside outside the box. Which may explain why there's been a really good history of siblings working so well together to achieve really big goals because they work naturally can work well together because they have been working well together since they could walk and talk. Yeah. You've been sitting in the house together your entire life. Like you've got to get to a certain point where you can coexist. There's a, there's a body language Mm -hmm. that siblings have that they can't have with anybody else Mm -hmm. where, whether it's a cutting of the eye or a head nod or whatever we're, if you're working on something, you can look at me and just kind of like wave your hand around and nod and I'll know what to grab. It's called unspoken communication where, and not necessarily, this doesn't just be siblings, but to where two people or three or four or however many can do simple things like a hand gesture, an eye look, uh, a, a head nod, something like that. And the other one picks up on it immediately where they go, oh, I know exactly where they're going with that. I know, I know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And me and you've done it many times whenever we're working together, whether it be playing music, whether it be working on, uh, you know, anything, any project, anything, uh, whatever it might be, where one of us can just give each other a glance and we immediately know where the other one's at. Or mm-hmm. you can just raise your hand up in the air like, hey, I need this. Yeah, and I know a direction or something. Yeah, and and like, I know hey, exactly what you need. Like, oh, yeah, 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 cool. And one of the coolest things was us doing the music thing, I always thought it was really cool when, of course, you, I need to give a little backstory to this really quick. When you started playing guitar, you'd been doing it for a couple of years, two or three, before I ever picked up a guitar, right? Right. And I'll never forget, you told me one time, I thought it was the most BS, you being an asshole thing. But looking at it now, I realize, oh man, that was like the best advice you could possibly give me. And you were like, I can show you how to play chords, but you need to learn how to play guitar your own way. And I really thought that was like a cop-out on your part because you were like, oh, I don't want to teach you. But no, looking at it now, like even though me and you've played together for, you know, almost 20 years now, we still have different styles of playing. But now... If we're sitting down and we've done it multiple times where we've been sitting and maybe somebody, there's another guy, girl, whoever, that starts leading a song and they start playing and we're just picking up along, following along. We have no idea, no idea what the song is. Sitting as pickers in the round, kind of everybody. We don't know the chords. We don't know the words. We don't know nothing. Me and you can sit there and just look at each other, look at each other's hands really quick, and we can we, we will figure it out. We piece together off of each other's yeah, information. I might be hitting the wrong chord, and I look at you, and you go, no, like, with your eyes, you're telling me, no, do this. And then we go through, and I'm like, oh, no, you need to go into 
this part now, you know, and, and we figure it out super fast together versus somebody trying to figure it out by themselves. Yeah, we play off of each other. Yeah, because we figure it out together. And we can do that with, like I said, just eye movements and hand movements. Oh, yeah, and stuff how like many that. times back when we were on stage and something would be going wacky and it's like we could we we couldn't verbally Yeah, we couldn't talk uh, talk to each other. We had to do it through gestures. But we've been doing that since we were tiny. Mm-hmm. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably no to anybody mm-hmm. out there listening right now that has brothers and sisters probably has a where one of the funniest things that happens I was going to say like an odd connection where it freaks people out, mm-hmm. even if you're not twins, because everybody kind of gives that stigma to twins about, oh, they got like this telepathic link. No, it's not that. It's that they just, they have, what'd you call it? Nonverbal communication? Unspoken communication. Unspoken communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes total sense. Almost what they have their own language where it's not verbal. It's not sign language. It's just little body ticks and that you picked up off the other body one language after so many years of being around each other. Yeah. 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 Might be one word. You know, one of the funniest things that happens to us being as close and, and, and brotherly as we are siblings as we are is when we'll be in a room and we'll respond the verbatim exact same way to a question or an action that somebody does. <laughs> yes. yes. And everybody turns to us, including our wives and just is like, Oh Jesus Christ. Like, yeah. yep. Yep. You two, there's two of them. There's two of them now. Cut from the same yeah. cloth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. And some people, I guess back in the olden times, would have been like, oh, they're telepathically linked. No, we're just close. <laughs> and we think the same, and it's goofy. Yeah. We work well together. Yeah. Have, have you ever heard of the Dassler Brothers? Dassler? Yeah, Dassler Brothers. Can't say I have. Okay, so <laughs> this is going back to that thing about siblings being able to work together. Mm-hmm. This is the example of the shit going wrong. Oh, Okay. And so what they did was they started a, uh, there were two German brothers, um, Adolf and Rudolf <laughs> Dessler. They created a shoe company together in the 1920s out of their mother's laundry room. And it became very lucrative. Well, some sibling rivalry, maybe a little adultery sprinkled in there. Mm, what happened was they ended up splitting right after World War II. And splitting so much that the in the town they were in, one created a shoe factory on one side, the other created a shoe factory on the other side, and like their employees wouldn't even mingle with each other. They had built their own pubs. I mean, it was almost like gang rivalry. Like right Twix, left Twix. Exactly right <laughs> Twix and left Twix. Do you know what the companies were? Puma and Adidas. No shit. Uh huh. And like, wow. One of them wouldn't even go when the other uh, priest sent that your brother was dying. Wouldn't go to his deathbed. No joke. Wow. Yeah. Ooh. So that's, we got Puma and Adidas out of that because the brothers split. Now, what kind of mm. powerhouse they could have been if they stayed together? That's when shit goes really wrong. Let me tell you about when shit goes really right. Okay. And when I say right. I feel a pun coming. I'm talking about Wilbur and Orville Wright. <laughs> you can help yourself. <laughs> I thought it was a pretty good segue. All right. All right. Yeah. So the Wright brothers. Okay. Fathers of aviation. Mm-hmm. 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 Who first, they, they lived together. They lived in a house that had no running water, no electricity, no, yeah. none of the modern amenities, but they lived together. Mm-hmm. What they did have was books, an entire library of books. And they were extremely studious fellas. Well, they first opened a bicycle shop together. I had heard that, yes. So okay. kind of going back to that thing about like how brothers can really, or brothers and sisters, siblings... 
siblings, combination. Yeah. Siblings can all work together with that kind of, like where one would be the engineer, one would be the idea person. So the amount of work that they were able to get done was astounding. Okay, time out real quick, uh, because I think I need to interject. Uh, now, obviously, siblings don't always see eye to eye, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you do have siblings that can get together and at least see eye to eye enough to see a goal, then I think it's fair to say that those sibling, siblings can take up for each other's, like, if somebody's lacking in one way. Like their misgivings, the other one can, uh, can make up for it. Yeah. Their shortcomings. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, we always joke about between me and you, uh, you're actually the one that's more creative than what I am. I'm more technical. Yeah. Uh, hell, I, anybody listening to this podcast will tell you guys straight up. You're the one that came up with the idea for us to sit here and, and do this podcast and came up with this whole random men talking about things. And I had no idea how to do any of it. So yeah. I sat down and learned how to do all the technical stuff. You figured stuff. out the execution. And so nine times out of ten, when we get together, you're the one coming up with the ideas. I'm the one doing all the technical stuff. And that's just how we work. Well, you get multiple siblings together that can all kind of take up for what another one lacks man you're talking about dude i think they have the up on yeah. everybody even a team of specialists uh yeah for sure and this this story actually hits that nail on the head perfectly okay and you'll figure out exactly where here in a second so while they're building these bicycles in the meantime they're studying flight i can't even say aviation because it didn't exist yeah aviation they're just wasn't studying the flight they're studying like mm -hmm. da vinci shit you know mm -hmm. what i mean reading about it which leads into their most famous flight, which was the one on December 17th, 1901. Yeah. Where they actually had a man in a plane make flight. Yeah. Now, it was only for 120 feet for, I think, like 12 seconds. Yeah, still. But you know, still. Arguably the first real flight. Yeah. So this is... Arguably. At the same time, and this is what I'm, what I'm meaning about how siblings can work together and overcome faster. Mm -hmm. Was at the same time, the U.S. government was spending 70 thousand dollars on an epic failure that they call the uh, aerodrome in so 1901 a team of scientists yes seventy thousand dollars which is like a stupid amount of money yeah yeah and they refused to even talk to them <laughs> even after they had had the successful flight just because they were they figured they were just country bumpkins i guess exactly that's exactly yeah. what it was so they ended up taking uh because they just kept working and kept revising and kept revising. So they took it to the French, and the French were like, hell yeah, come on over. Oh. So in 1908, they ended up flying a plane over the town of Le Mans mm -hmm. and just astonishing everybody. Nobody had seen a human fly before until 1908. Yeah. Well, then guess what? The U.S. government finally takes them seriously. <laughs> now, what's interesting about this story, too, with it being the two brothers is, did you know they also had a sister named Catherine? Uh, no, I don't guess I was aware they of that. They had a sister named Catherine that lived with them that managed everything. Oh, she was the one that kept all the shit together. She was the one that kept it all. She was the glue that held it together while the two wacky brothers <laughs> did their side, their Doc Brown shit in the shed. There you go. On the that farm. Makes, that makes total sense. And she actually nursed Orville back to health after he had a crash in 1908. Hmm. A bad crash. It crashed so bad that it was actually the first fatality of a passenger is when they came back in 1908, when the U.S. government finally started taking them seriously, mm -hmm. they wanted to take up an army lieutenant named uh, Thomas Selfridge. And okay. when Orville crashed, 
it killed Selfridge. No. Oh. So he ended up becoming the first fatality, just since we like to throw out factoids on the show here, the first fatality in uh, aviation as a passenger. Hmm. But, but those three is, siblings, hmm. ma- the reason we can fly in planes today and traverse the world is because those three siblings stuck together and figured it out when nobody believed in them. And they well, completely self-funded all this. And then there you go again. You, you sit there and you talk about it. And yeah, of course, the sister obviously is somebody that needs more uh, representation yeah. nowadays. Yeah, nobody talks about Catherine Wright, but she said, was... She kept everything together Right there for in them. the middle yeah. of all of it. Yeah. It was the three of them. Yeah, you had, like I said, two wackadoo brothers just coming up with shit. Just like, hey, will this fly? I don't know. Like, let's go for it. And she was the one that kept everything together. Like, ah. Literally, will this fly? Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. So some of the things I, I hit on a couple of them earlier, but uh, a couple more I wanted to hit on real quick was doing the whole thing where as the older sibling, I know it probably drove you crazy that I got to do things at a younger age than what you got to do them the first time. Oh, yeah. I think that's a tale as old as time. I think every older sibling... Uh, relates to that it's the stereotype of they get away with murder and mm-hmm. you mom would have never let me do that mm-hmm. but then at the same time you have the psychological thing of the younger one sitting there going well he gets to do it why don't i get to do it type thing as in i'm anything uh oh you mean just because yeah, you're younger you, you got to do something i get to go out with friends and watch a movie and be home at 11 o'clock at night and you don't because you're younger. Yeah. Uh, and then I had to sit there and be like, oh, you get to do it? Like, why, why can't I do it? Because you're uh, a baby. Yeah. So I think that was, that. that's kind of a big, like, back and forth type of thing. Another one is, if the older one does something and it doesn't go good. Oh, the young one sure as shit can't do it. Well, I wasn't going there. Uh, if, if the older one does it and it doesn't go good, then the parents may or may not make them feel bad about it or be like, okay, well, maybe this isn't something we shouldn't have done. You know, that kind of thing. Whereas the youngest one does something. If they do the same thing, they're like, oh, yeah, you're, you know, your sibling, it didn't work out for them either. So, yeah, so don't, don't worry about it. Like, it's not a big <laughs> deal. But if you do something different, then you have to hear that whole spiel on, well, your brother or your sister never did that. And you're like, what? Why do we have to be compared all the time? I wonder if that's time. why so many families go into things like politics, medical, you know, like a lot of uh, you know, law enforcement, of- firefighting. Like, it's usually if you see the trends of families, like... One goes into A this, certain profession. And then one goes into something that's different, but maybe not totally different. You know? Yeah, same realm. Going into being a firefighter, going into being a police officer. Okay. Okay. Because they do say that 99% of the time, the second sibling is like, I do not want I, to go into the same thing just, as I'm my thinking, older because I don't want to be compared. I don't want to do that. I, no, I'm what not, I'm talking about is like legacy families. You know what I mean? Eh, okay. That's, That's where I was heading with it. It was more of a legacy family thing of like, your grandfather was a firefighter, you're a firefighter, your dad was a firefighter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay, okay. Granddad was a police officer, father was a police officer. More mm. of those legacy lineage I family. See yeah. It's not a tradition, but it's like this is you. You all come from a family of cops. You come from a family of firefighters. You come from a family of lawyers. Mm-hmm. And, you see, and you see that a lot, a lot, a, a whole lot. Yeah. And arguably, they usually make the best. I hmm. guess because they actually have some 
some fallback on for advice. And when you go talk to like a parent for advice, they've seen the same things you have or an older sibling that's going in the same profession. They, they know it's not like you're talking to a stranger. Yeah. It's like the therapy that comes from them is actually, I've seen, I know this is what you need to do to, to wrap it up and deal with it. Does yeah. that make sense too? Yeah. Um, I mean, it can be an architect. And, and dealing with the same problems and like, oh, I'm burnt out. I got, you know, I'm, not, I'm only going to say it one more time because uh, I know we've gone through this whole thing and we're kind of getting close to the end here. Um, it really sucks because I know there's a lot of people out there that they are not close with their siblings. Mm-hmm. But even if they're not close to them, I know they've learned some stuff from them. Probably what not to do. Yeah, maybe good what not to do, how not to act to people, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. But I know me growing up, uh, there was a lot of times that I was very grateful for you to be there, even just to give me a little bit idea, guidance on different things, because being an only child or being a older uh, sibling, you don't really have anybody to connect with on those type of things. Other than, you know, of course, yeah, the people you're going to school with, the people you're around all, all day long like that, but it's not the same as being with a sibling or someone can kind of give you a heads up there's certain things you can share with blood that you can't share with friends and get advice on Mm -hmm. whether it's embarrassing or personal yeah or maybe y'all's heart breaks in the same way yeah you know so i i think that's extremely valid one of the things (laughs) one of the things that we're getting too deep every sibling knows every sibling knows that kind of messed up mistaken identity and by oh, that, yeah. when someone calls you your sibling's name. I think in public I get called Keith more than I do Kenneth. Especially out on like a Friday night. You know, and... Hey, Keith. I'm like, no, but all right. It's funny because even like yesterday, we were out doing our stuff and your wife turned to me and started referring to me as her husband. And it took her a minute before she finally was like, oh, shit, yeah. that's, that's not my husband. That's his brother. <laughs> but like, it's still like... It's the same vibe and energy <laughs> as behind her standing there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good, though, man. <laughs> it's closeness. One of the funniest ones I've always thought of was the passing off or getting stuck with. Oh, how do you mean? How many times have you sat there with, say, either... Mom and dad are the first ones that come to mind, of course. But where they ask you a question about something and you maybe just don't really want to fuck with it. So you go, oh, you know what? Uh, Keith actually is way better at that (laughs) than what I am. So why don't you go and ask him what's going on? Uh, Because he could totally explain that way better than I could. I'd say what you mean by the passing off. It's like, I'm not really good with plumbing, but Keith sure is. And then I'll send Keith over, Bob. Then I'd show up and I'm like, fuck, I don't really know (laughs) what I'm doing here. I thought you meant by, like, uh, the way you phrased that was when you came up and a teacher that had your older sibling is like, oh, oh, your brother was a piece of shit, so are you going to be any better? Well, yeah, growing up we had that one teacher that hated you for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you were an asshole there or what the deal was. You know, I'm a nice fella. I don't get it. For whatever reason, you and that talkative. teacher did not see it eye to eye. because so I then... couldn't shut my mouth and I talked constantly, as I'm doing right now. I cannot be quiet. <laughs> I just want to talk to everybody. So then when I got into his class and he was like, ah, I got another one of you. And he was like, man, I 
sure feel like I'm kind of walking into a minefield. Yeah, kind of getting thrown in a box here. Like, okay, that's cool. Whatever, I guess. <laughs> that's where I thought you were heading with that. Sorry. Ugh. Well, you know where I'd like to head with this right now? Where are we heading? Let's head to do the thing, sir. Let's do it. You ready for search engine results? All right, on the show every week, we like to play a game where I ask the all-powerful internet a question. I then present Keith with three answers, and he has to choose which one the internet gave me back. Keith, are you ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, good. Keeping with today's theme of siblings, mm-hmm. here is your question All right. that I asked Mr. Internet. Okay. What percent of Americans have or are a sibling? Hmm. Because if you have one, you are one. So okay. what percentage of Americans have siblings? I'm curious on these percentages. So, okay. All right. All right. Are you ready? Sure. It's A, 80%, mm-hmm. B, 65%, or mm-hmm. C, 56%. Oh. What percentage of Americans? That was the easiest one. I tried to do global. Didn't really give me good feedback. So we're going with America. Okay. Because I like to be in America. (laughs) Okay. What percentage of Americans have a sibling? 80%, 65%, or 56%? There's no way it's 56. No way. That's way too low. Half the population. Yeah, that's way, way too low. Um, Man, 65 still kind of seems low. But, you know, especially in the last... Man, 15, 20 years, I know there's been a little bit less. Because, I mean, you think about, you know, back in, back 60, 70, 80, 100 years ago, it was big. Like, you, you needed to have a big family to yeah. help you with do whatever. It's kind of died off. Where Most it's of them less, died less, Oregon less. Trail style. Dysentery, rattlesnakes. Um, that was a little older than what I was talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, okay, so what percentage of Americans have a sibling? 80, 65, or 56 percent? Follow I, your heart, dude. I guess I'm, I guess I'm gonna have to go middle of the road because this is a current, current standard, right? This, yeah, this is as recent as I've typed it in. <laughs> it didn't say from 2002. Oh, man. You know what? No. I think my heart says. Think about everybody you know. I'll give you that little. I want you to think about the people you know. Everyone I know. How many single children do you know? How many people with brothers and sisters do okay. you know? Okay. Then, okay, I'm going to go with 80. 80%. Correct. <laughs> I, I like don't you... think I led the horse to water there. I've... Mm, maybe I a little just... bit. Maybe rethink for a second. Maybe you're rethink. just like, I'm going to go middle of the road. Like, well, because the 50 or 55% or whatever, like, it's no. way too low. Heck no, it's no. 80%. No way. Yeah. It is straight up 80%. So 80? Okay, yeah, yeah. People in America have siblings. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. That's a lot of boom shaka la yeah. <laughs> But. But. In saying that, there was a, a recent research by the, uh, the Pew Research Center. Okay. They found that the number of women who reached the end of their childbearing years with only one child has doubled in the last generation. See, and that's kind of what I was, well, I was kind of questioning yeah. because so from I know ni- it's getting more and more to where people are waiting later on in life. They're waiting later in life. Um, they're not. You don't have to have a brood anymore. Yeah, you and don't that's have, been phased out. 
let's face it, you don't have to have six kids to work the farm for yeah. you or whatever. It's I mean, doubled yeah. since 1976 and went from 11% to 22% of people. 22% of women end up having none that or have one had child. a birth have had just one. Hmm. 22, yeah. so double. So that trend, I mean, when you think double A trend, statistically, that's a huge number. True. Yeah. Hmm. So more and more children will be going to school with only children. Huh. Well, I know we started this episode off with you telling a story about doing something shitty to me. And so I think it's only fair... Oh. If I go and tell the story about me doing something shitty to you. Tit for tat. Yeah, yeah. In this case, I think it's okay. <laughs> so, as you uh, definitely remember, there was a day that we were outside, and it was me and you and another friend. And we're playing basketball, okay? This is the same story I'm thinking we were playing horse. Uh, probably, I don't know, you guys wouldn't allow me to play with you guys. And so I sat there and I was, man, I was getting just so mad because you guys, y'all were playing keep away. Y'all wouldn't let me play with you guys. It was just, you know, one of those things is older kids picking on a younger kid. I don't think, I don't hold you to it nowadays because <laughs> I know it was just a thing. We were playing keep away straight up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, I used to have a little bit of a temper as a kid mm-hmm. and I remember walking over and picking up a piece of a cinder block. <laughs> and as I picked it up, our friend that was over there immediately was like, nope, I'm out of this situation. And he went and literally jumped he the fence. saw that look in your and, eyes where they went dark like a shark's eyes. Mikey, if you're listening, you know. <laughs> Mikey, you, <laughs> you know I'm fucking talking. left me hanging with my back turned. Because he was like, nope, I'm, he I'm just done. noped over the <laughs> chain link fence. And so then I started walking towards you with this good chunk of, it wasn't a full cinder block, it was, but it was a good It was bigger than you should have been able to pick up like you did. Yeah, probably. Because him's so just a little guy. We had this sliding glass door. It was four panel sliding glass door. And we typically kept it open during this time of the year in dad's recliner. Basically, if you had a dad, he was in a recliner. Oh, yeah, of course. Basically leaned up right up against this sliding glass door. So <laughs> this led to the backyard. This door was open maybe all of about four inches. And somehow you managed to fly through it Superman style. I think I went Mr. Fantastic more than Superman because I got gummy <laughs> as shit. Because I knew I was about to catch a cinder and block in the back of the head. Whoop, slip through it. <laughs> and after... After what uh, I'm about to tell you happened. Um, I know exactly what happened. I hit the ground, well, ducked and covered like there was about to be an atomic bomb and, and waited. Apparently, uh, Dad was sitting there Dad in the just chair. just chilling watching football. And just happened to lean over and like, what the hell is he doing? Like rolling through the floor. And about that time, the cinder block comes through the sliding glass window. Mm-hmm. I shot put it through it at you. That wasn't the scary part. The scary part was you coming through all the broken glass, ripping it down, looking like the Terminator, saying, I'm going to kill you. Apparently, I <laughs> walked up to the door, and the, th- there's no there's no f- glass frames in the four glass frame sliding glass door anymore. They're all shattered. But I walked up to the door and still slid it open. 
all the way and walked in and said something along the lines of to mom and dad, I don't care if you beat me, I'm going to kill him or something along those lines. I remember kill him was definitely in there. (laughs) Meanwhile, you are on all fours crawling behind the couch. I'm I'm scurrying, I think would be a proper way to say it. I'm scurrying away (laughs) because you had murder in your eyes, sir. And of course, our poor father. <laughs> this was, was the scariest thing. Just trying to enjoy a Sunday football game. <laughs> He's just watching football, and all he sees is his oldest son come diving through the door, like "What the hell?" And before he can even react, all four panes of glass shatter right there above On his top head. of him. <laughs> oh, how you're alive is a miracle. And so I came walking through, patience. and Dad just grabs me. Like, by the back of the shirt and just picks me up like, I don't, like, he didn't even know what to do. Like, he was like, what, what, what in the hell is going on? What is going on right now? And you are literally hiding behind the couch, like, just your eyeballs pop, I eyeballs popping up behind the couch going, oh my god, oh my god, he's gonna kill me, he's gonna kill you me. You looked real mean. Like, you weren't playing around at that point. I was, I thought you were gonna pick up some glass, man. And so, they put the two of us on the couch together, side by side. This was before get-along shirts were a thing. Yeah. Set us on the couch together. And at this point, Dad has kind of started catching on and figuring <laughs> things what out. what going on. And had a... I'm trying to scoot away to keep sliding me back over like an yeah. abacus right next to him. He's like, no, sit next to him. And I was like, he's going to hurt me. <laughs> yeah. And he's he's picking up on like what's going on and like blood boiling. You know, he's getting to that point. And I think Mom was probably already in there screaming at us. Oh, anyway. Mom was beside um, herself. And like the whole time, Dad is yelling at us, telling us what's going to happen what's about to happen to us and i'm just staring at you still like, like as long as it ain't murder i'm cool with it yeah and so they ended up taking we had saved some money up to like to Gosh, buy a video game lawns and all that kind of stuff yeah we were saving up for uh some nintendo games or something i, I think we were saving up for a console so we and, had because uh, we had like a couple hundred bucks saved up yeah quite a bit. and dad was like I'm taking all of that. Y'all were replacing the sliding glass doors and stuff. And you're going to go back to work again to pay for the rest of it. To pay for everything else and emotional damage and all that. <laughs> emotional damage. Holy shit. Yeah. Man, I, yeah. It seems like it was yesterday. It's hilarious. I can't believe I ever could piss you off that bad. You were going to murder me. If you could have got your hands on me, I think you would have murdered me. <laughs> well, so I think every sibling out there knows... Fights between you fights. Are, are, are inevitable. They're going to Like we said at the top of the show, um, it was, what, three and a half per hour by siblings that are under seven or eight years old? The funny thing was, me and you, we really didn't fight that much, but... When we did. There was only one door inside of the house that locked, and that was the front bathroom door. Remember that time when me and, and you got in a fight and you chased me and I was, like, videotaping you, saying that I caught you cussing? And I'm like running backwards because I'm doing the whole antagonistic brother thing of like, I got you saying a bad mm-hmm. word. And I was like on a video camera. So it's not iPhones, children. This was a video camera that popped out and had a cassette in it. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to time out right quick. No, this is. I, I'm admitting that I gave you shit. This is me like picking yeah. on you being yeah. an asshole big brother. But I need to, uh, I think I can articulate it a little bit better than you. So I was sitting there playing video games. And mom and dad had this brand new camcorder, old school camcorder, big, huge, chunky thing. We were not allowed to touch it. They went out for an evening to go, you know, do do whatever whatever. and left us 
thinking that we were old enough to stay in the house by ourselves. So we let's obviously say were not. we were teenagers. And I was playing a video game, and I think I said, like, shit or damn or something like that. Like, not like a bad cuss word, but still at that point, it was still a curse word. And you had gone and gotten the camcorder out. Yeah. And were recording me. So why in my mind did I think when I was told specifically not to touch something, and I touch it, and I'm like, but I got Keith saying shit. Yeah. So. God, I was dumb. As you were recording me, and I say these things, then you start laughing. And I look over, and I see you. And I see that look. Me. I see the look. And I come charging like a raging bull after you. And so I'm backpedaling. Yes, you, for whatever reason, why you thought it was funny to still record me and run backwards through the house. <laughs> I don't understand what that was about, but okay. Well, as you're running through the house, we have the one little doorway that goes into the hallway that goes to the bedrooms or the bathrooms. Now, again... The front and bathroom door was the only door inside of the house that locked. You were running and misjudged where the, the door was. was to go through. To try and to get more hallway. Dad had a European mount deer antler on mm -hmm. the wall. Long story long. <laughs> I ended up impaling the back of my head on these deer antlers. It went under my scalp, rode right along the bridge of my skull, and, just went, <laughs> and so I have this deer antler impaled into my head underneath my scalp, and I'm kind of hanging there like on my tiptoes, like, oh, Jesus, no, oh, no, and you just walk up, same, got the, that fucking same Terminator look in your eye, and you just take the camera away from me, and it's like, that should have been the ending of Blair Witch, it was just you taking the camera down and turning it off, <laughs> So, what you, are, so you I did took, help me off. So I took the camera. Away from you. Calmly walked back into mom and dad's room where the case was for the camcorder. I broke it all down. Did everything I needed to do. Put it back in its case. I slid it up underneath the bed like it needed to be. Then I came out and then I helped you off the deer handler. <sighs> yep. I, it was, we had a Lost Boys moment there. Yep. Yeah. But I thank you for that, sir. <laughs> you saved my life. <laughs> you sure saved my part in my hair. Well, uh. you know, uh, <laughs> on the flip side of that, uh, in closing... That's the kind of shit siblings do. Hey, I think in closing, uh, one last thing we should say is... The whole thing about, you know, good pairing in siblings is when they screw with each other. But nobody but else... Nobody else better with touch them. my brother. Yep. Yeah. And... Sisters uh, is even worse, man. I've seen some sister fights. Oh, man. Yeah, no, no. No one no part of that. No. No. I seen a sister beat the shit out of a girl over her little sister. Mm-hmm. Bad. Mm -hmm. Worse than any mm -hmm. bro fight I ever seen in my life. And not that either one of us are physical people or <laughs> we don't get into altercations. We definitely don't start them because that's not our, our style. But uh there have been yeah, there's been one or two times where I've taken care of a couple situations because you know, they were talking bad about you and I put it what? to an end. This episode's one of those make me just sound like a tool. <laughs> No, 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 because like I said, uh, dude, I, I learned so much from you growing up and so many different things that, yeah. I really am a nice fella. I, I really appreciated growing up with you, and hey, the fact that me and you are sitting here now at our age, we're besties, we're doing this whole thing, heck yeah, man. Bro, I love you. Yeah, this love you too, me. dude. Um, you know what, we love all of y'all out there. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, we've noticed the little uptick in everybody quite so, a big bump over the past couple of weeks and so, that's thanks to all y'all out there listening everybody 
man, we really appreciate all the feedback y'all are giving us. It, it, it's great. Yeah, thank you guys. Uh, we've gotten more people uh, starting to follow us, uh, checking out older episodes, stuff like that, man. We really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Couldn't be happier. Thanks for joining us for the ride. So if you like what you're hearing, leave us a comment in the comments section and let us know what topics you would like for future episodes. And be sure and hit that subscribe button so you're updated for all the future episodes that we're going to drop. Until next time, I'm Kenny. I'm Keith. And remember, your parents make you siblings, but you can choose to be best friends.